Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live World One. Your inside look into combat sports. You know what? As long as she fights me 135 pounds, I don't care if she's injecting a horse demon into her eyeballs. And now, the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history. But I want to start getting paid. I want to start making heavyweight money. Pedro Fernandez. You know, I'm just excited. Uh, just excited to be back. I wish we could do a fight every night. You know me, Pedro. Dames y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco, California, check it, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Often imitated but never duplicated, welcome to the longest running fight show in history, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez, knocking out all bums now for 37 years. For the next two hours, I hope to entertain you, piss you off, and maybe inform you as well. Straight up, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Open phone lines all around the planet. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Get this. The guilt-free, no-commitment text like you text us here in the studio. 415-275-1613. The studio text line once again. 415-275-1613. 415-275-1613. We'll hear from the victorious Gervonta Davis, a knockout winner over Leo Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz was game, but he was outmatched, and, man, the guy was just too much. That one left uppercut band was all over. Straight up, Gervonta Davis, a knockout winner last night. Anderson Silva, the UFC legend, well, he's retired. We'll hear from him as well. The Godfather, Larry Merchant, should be here in a few minutes. Straight up, the HBO Godfather will be here in hour number two. I'm going to take you back in time to a boxing hero. Wasn't the greatest boxer in the entire world, but Keith McMurray was a hero. And I'll go into that in depth. He went to China with us. We'll have all kinds of good stories about Keith McMurray. That'll come in hour number two. So lots of surprises for hour number two. Hour number one, straight up, we're talking boxing, MMA, open phone lines all around the planet. Once again, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Get this. The guilt-free, no-commitment text line. Text us here in the studio. You can rip me if you want. I don't care. Just, you know, don't say it on the air. 415-275-1613. The studio text line, once again, 415-275-1613. You're listening to Ring Talk live worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, and a plethora of other Internet platforms. This is Ring Talk, often imitated but never duplicated.
hot for business this week at Staples? Small prices, big savings. Help your business go big with amazing prices on everything you need to pack and ship. Right now at Staples, save 20% on UPS expedited shipping services. Plus, save up to 30% on select shipping supplies. Shop in-store or get same-day delivery through Instacart and save big at Staples. Ends 1031 while supplies last. In-store only. See store for details. Instacart fees, taxes, and or tips may apply. Delivery subject to availability. Additional terms apply. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, eat-ups, and hurry-ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Wow! I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. I feel good. I knew that good I way to describe the boxing weekend was Gervonta Davis, the tank he rolled. <laughs> Larry Merchant is on the line, of course, coming to us from Southern California. We'll get to him in just a second, straight up. The Godfather's on hold. But the tank rolled last night, of course. Oleg Usyk, he sort of sputtered. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the hour. But, but straight up, Javante Davis, the winner last night, of course. TKO winner. Actually, a KO winner, man. I mean, you can't knock nobody out. 
more cleaner than that one. Uppercut, 24-0, 23-KOs. A real six-round knockout over Leo uh, de Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz came in game. He won the first two rounds. I was listening to the Mexican broadcast, and they were excited. They were really excited. And then you as the fight sort of progressed, you could hear their, their excitement begin to wane. But straight up, now still undefeated, 24-0, 23-KOs. Here is Gervonta Davis. Were you worried when you – because you knew when you connected, you knew you walked off, you knew you, you'd hit that punch where it knocked him out. But were you worried – because he did uh, stay on the ground for a little bit longer. Yeah, so once I hit him, when I hit him, I seen that how he was falling, and then I returned because I knew he was out. But once I seen, when I was on the rope and I seen that, I turned back around and see he was on the ground, that's when I, like, I, like, went to a different mode. Like, damn, like, is he okay type stuff. So I'm glad he's okay. Go ahead, Jake. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. We're going to get another chair up there. <laughs> Tank, it was a phenomenal fight, start to finish. Walk me through the fight. Uh, I want to say the first, the first couple of rounds, I was still, I was, I was, uh, I was a little cold. I want to say because it was shots that he, he he touched me with that I ain't supposed to get touched with. But um, I start warming up. I start, I start settling down. I start listening to uh, uh, Floyd, my coach, and things like that. So. Uh, that's basically that's basically what uh, happened. And once I start settling down, you know, once you it's a lot of pressure, so you wanna you wanna get off and things like that. So I looked at Floyd, and Floyd was telling me like, just calm down, like we going we gonna get him. You know, he always told me like uh, we're a twelve round fighter. So, but me, I'm so anxious. So once I get in there, I'll be trying to get at him. You know, so but it's all about learning. I'm, not, I'm learning how to slow down, slow my pace down through the rounds and things like that. Uh, so I want to say the first round uh, going out there, you know, I threw my jab, and then I seen that he was trying to, he was trying to, uh, once I jab, he had tried to counter me. So if I throw a jab, he had throw a, he had throw a jab, uh, right hand jab. So I knew he was coming with more than one punch. That's why as you, as I was getting farther in the rounds, once I throw my punch, I would get out the way. You know, it was just little adjustments and things like that. Just, again, uh, Floyd telling me to settle down and just I'm going to get to him. And then once I start going to his body, you know, it's it just little adjustments that you got to make that break an uh, opponent down. And I think I was breaking him down uh, leading to, like, the fourth or fifth round. But he was like, he, he, you know how your body is telling you, you, you you can't do it, but your mind is telling you like you can do it. That's well, what he. They don't he, know that. They, not, they don't yeah. know that thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's that's how he was. I I knew that he was a fighter. Uh, he had a lot of heart because his mind was telling him like, keep pushing. Did you did you see the uppercut? Did you talk about it with coach beforehand, thinking that would be there, or is that something that came during the rounds? Uh, it just me adapting to you know um, was we definitely worked on it, but. It's me um, adapted to, you know, the right time and things like that. You can see, like, I, I didn't shy away from the uppercut. Once he kept, he kept coming in, but he was blocking that first. So, uh, and then sometimes I would not throw the uppercut and I would come around. Mm. You know, and that, that was the shots I was catching with, but it was just me adjusting to him. Javante Davis still undefeated 24-0, 23-kills. Very impressive, no doubt about that last night. Now, we bring in the retired HBO godfather, Mr. Larry Merchant. And, Larry, how are you doing this, uh, this morning, sir? Well, I'm uh, an empty vessel willing to be filled about the fight. Um, I have a question for you. Why was neither fighter ranked 
by Ring Magazine. Because Oscar runs Ring Magazine, and he doesn't have either fight. No, I've never seen it. Now, look, there have been plenty of guys <laughs> his, who were his opponents, his torturers, whatever. Yeah. But I've, ne I, I've never seen them sully the rankings. Well, I can't I, figure out why these two guys are. Is, is there something to do with the titles they have or don't have, or who they fought or haven't fought? I, I'm I'm just curious. That's all. Well, I was I always think Davis is a very good young fighter. Yeah. Um, um, I thought it was a cinch that he was going to win by a knockout, and I didn't watch the fight for that reason. Um, but okay, here we are. I mean, why? Why don't they talk about Davis fighting Lopez or Davis fighting Ryan Garcia? I mean, those are serious fighters. Um, and uh, those are fights I'd pay money to see. Ryan Garcia's got a date with Luke Campbell. Luke Campbell only lost a decision to Lomachenko, I think, so he's game. There's no doubt about that. That's going to go down and December the 5th, I think, on DAZN. So he's busy, um, and he wants to do things. He's willing to fight Tank Davis. Tank Davis says he's willing to fight him. But then again, we have these promotional issues, you know, and you would think that in the old days, the South and the North, I mean, that's how bitter sometimes the uh, the Civil War was between Bob Arum and Don King, like the, like the Civil War. Um, they got together. They got together, and they made money together when they had to. These when guys, they had to, and they both could make money. Uh, for the right fight at the right time, et cetera, and so forth, and everybody walked away happy, even the loser. That's fine. I get it. Uh, but but uh, the two f opponents that I just mentioned would galvanize fans, and both fighters would make money. One of the things I'm getting at here, uh, Pedro, is that uh, who is Davis's... Uh, Promoter? Mr. Al Heyman and Floyd Mayweather. Okay, tell me, how did Mayweather fight his career? Fighting guys like uh, that couldn't punch and avoiding the, the top tough guys and that kind of good stuff. I thought, listen, I'll say that's it again. A, that's how they're moving this guy. And, uh, I mean, this fight was a non Two rounds doesn't make a fight. True. It was a bigger, younger opponent again beating this the uh older smaller older guy. smaller guy just as we saw with Lopez and Lobinchenko. Um hey, this division has tremendous potential and uh I wanna see the best fight the best. You know, and, and, and the guy stepping up to 135 pounds, I, I don't think Leo Santa Cruz really as are fighting this guy from 135 pounds at 130 pounds. I don't think Leo Santa Cruz had much of a choice because he isn't a big draw. There weren't any big fights out there for him, and he's got to make some money. I mean, you can't go. I'm not questioning why he fought no. Davis. I'm questioning why. When are they going to put Davis in against a really serious opponent? That's all I'm saying. No, I don't know who the fighters are. The, the the best fighters he has fought and beaten, but I'm waiting him waiting him for him to fight somebody who is a serious fighter. 
Okay. Oleg Usyk suffered, uh, stuttered a little bit yesterday against Derek Dzora a little early on. The journeyman Derek Dzora ended up losing a decision, and one judge had a 117-111. The other judge had a 115-113. I thought it was a real close fight, but here's a guy that's way long in the tooth, and given so-called the heavyweight rage, the Charles Manson, the heavyweight division, he gave him a lot of troubles. Oleg Usyk doesn't look like he can hang with the big boys after what I saw yesterday. Um, well, it wouldn't be a surprise because the, the big boys in the modern boxing are really big boys. That's what I mean. <laughs> I mean, Usyk would have had the size to fight many heavyweight champions in the past, but uh, not anymore. No doubt about that. The Godfather sticks around. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live or what on Sports by Line, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Channel 211. Heavy. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey. Want to drink? No, thanks. I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month. Level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right. Level rates for 20 years. And if
if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Boxing in Las Vegas last night, Ninoa Inoy, the WBA and IBF 118-pound champion, knocked out a guy from uh, Australia by the name of Maloney, a 10-to-1 underdog, and the seventh round remains undefeated, 20-0, 17 KOs, a 118-pound rage from, uh, wow, from across the pond. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing, MMA. Now I'm going to switch gears just a little bit with Myra Merchant, the retired HBO Godfather's on the line from his lair in Southern California. And I want to ask you a question, Larry. How come the Boston Celtics can beat the, L- can beat the LA Lakers in the Boston Garden by 10 points and then come out to the forum and lose to them? It's the same team. They're both the same teams. Why is the hometown court, uh, why is the home court advantage so important in all sports? Well, um, first of all, let's, let's remember that in, in baseball, uh, the teams at the bottom of the, the divisions win, win, um, two out of five mm-hmm. of their games. Which means they're going to beat everybody, and the, the people at the top win win on average three out of five games. So the difference is winning one one game difference mm-hmm. overall. It's similar in all sports. Any good professional teams uh, sometimes get beaten by lesser teams. Uh, for for various reasons, injuries, uh, matchups, um, and so on. But the hometown edge is is partly just about emotions. If you look up the odds, why are the odds so different? By often by several points, whether a team is home or on the road. Because over long experience, the odds makers know that it matters by a few points. Um, and the emotions of the players wanting to bend, defend their home turf, uh, the crowd helping them, uh, little minuscule factors, uh, on how they see the basket or whatever other factors involved in 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 playing at at home where you're familiar with various um, physical things mm-hmm. as well as the emotions of the crowd so you know look I always think that if the if a hometown fighter, the difference between fighting at home and on the road is that the close rounds mm-hmm. uh, often will go to the hometown fighter. 
whether I, it's the, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead, sir. Go. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Whether it's, I mean, there have been uh, studies done on how officials react for the in favor of hometown teams, um, and whether they want the approval of the crowd or they don't want the disapproval of the crowd. Sometimes that that can factor in to a game. You know what's funny is as a boxer, it, it, it was more pressure for me to fight at home than it was to fight in Modesto and Turlock and Fresno and places like that because the phone wasn't ringing and people weren't bugging you and this and that. So I thought it was easier, but I did. But I did have to win rounds big. I mean, I had to bust guys up in order to win fights down there in the valley. It's just the way it was. Luckily for me, they were lesser, they were of lesser ability than I was, so for the most part. But the bottom line is, yikes. If you didn't, those, those close rounds, I remember sitting there sweating a couple of times, letting it go to the decision, saying to myself, did I do enough? Did I do enough? And I knew I did enough normally, but you do enough in the other guy's hometown. That's the question. Well, that is the question. Um, and it's a nat- there are natural human emotions involved in much of this. Also, there could be um, judges swayed by the hometown fighter and the the res- response of the fans to a fight, um, which can also help the fighters themselves uh, do do more at home than than on the road. You know, it's funny to talk about the crowd. Is that I've never the I was, the crowd was never part of me. In other words, once the bell rang, God, the nerves were over. It was done. But um, how can I put this? Sometimes you know, when I went down there, to, I went down to the national, went to the national Golden Gloves, went down there and fought and fought a guy by the name of Ernie Chavez. Anyway, he ended up smoking me. But the bottom line was, I learned a lot that night, and I learned that those guys that I beat up in the valley, you know, those welterweights that I beat up in the valley when I was weighing 142 pounds, they were not of national rank. So the bottom line is, I learned the hard way, Godfather. Well, maybe <laughs> sometimes that's the best way. <laughs> I went back to 139 pounds, junior welterweight. Now. We have some heavyweight matchups coming up. Kubrick Pulov and Anthony Joshua. There's no challenge there, is there? Or except maybe that Joshua's chin is soft and he can get cracked again? Possibly. I mean, Pulov is a pretty good old fighter um, who's fought the best guys. Um, you know, um, I would be rooting for Joshua because I want to see him um, fight the big the big boys. Um, but it's a fair uh, fight in in terms of waiting waiting in line to uh, to get the to get a big shot again. Okay, is the big shot and the big shot is does the big shot have to have a crowd? Well, you would hope it does if it's a significant fight, and you know, and and, and certainly uh, Joshua. Had a a very big uh, supporting base in Britain, and um, I've had friends who've been over there during his fights, and they would go to pubs, and the fight would be on, and it would be raucous and and a party and so forth. So he's a big fan favorite over there, and everybody would love to see him 
fight the winner of the next um, Wilder Fury fight. So, so, so you think that's going to happen? The third fight, huh? Um, I can't think of a reason that it won't. You know, I, 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 then it must be a cash out type of time, type of thing for Deontay Wilder because after losing all but a couple of seconds of eighteen rounds, I can't see him turning the tide the other way. Um. Well. A puncher has a puncher's chance. This is true. And uh, he'll make some money while he's at it or trying. Vasil Lomachenko was complaining this week, saying that De Lopez was a little bit too big for him, a little too strong for him, this and that. I mean, he's a a lightweight now. Do you think he's giving indications that he's going to go back down and wait to 130? You know, Pedro, um, what I'm wondering is whether... He's an old 32. Wow. Uh, having fought 400 amateur fights or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, and moving up in weight from featherweight to lightweight. Uh, just the kind of training he does to, to fight in the style he has uh, over over a period of two decades can take a toll. It doesn't mean he can't beat good fighters, but he may not be able to beat good bigger fighters or and and good bigger and younger fighters anymore. Um, I don't know. Uh, Pacquiao came back from a, a shoulder injury out in, that he got that, that he got in training before he fought Mayweather. Um, maybe. Maybe he can as well. The fight I want to see is Manny Pacquiao and Teofimo Lopez at 140 pounds. Am I dreaming? <laughs> well, if I don't know if, if you know Manny Manny wants to fight where the money is, and I don't know, you know, who that is. Maybe, uh, maybe that MMA guy McGregor. <laughs> um, that's not a fight, but it's a good payday. That's an exhibition, and good luck to him if he wants to fight that kind of a fight. I don't. It's not unusual in, for veteran boxers to try to cash in with those kind of stunts, um, and I wouldn't mind if he if if he did it. But if he wants to maintain his ranking still. He's going to have to fight somebody, and uh, I don't know who the best uh, um, box office attraction is. Can you tell me the best box office attraction in the welterweight divisions? I don't think there really is one. Terrence Crawford doesn't draw. Errol Errol Spence isn't exactly the biggest draw in the world. There really isn't too many draws at welterweight, Godfather. Well, there you go. But there are good fighters in that division. It's maybe the most loaded division in in boxing. So, um, yeah, but you need we need personalities, you need image, and you know, I I agree, and none of them have broken through, uh, and maybe that's a story for another time. Good but point. there have been some excellent boxers in in in, 
in the welterweight divisions and right now in the lightweight divisions, and there ought to be some really good matches. The retired HBO godfather, Larry Merchant, the wife of Mrs. The husband of Mrs. Patricia Merchant, say hello to the godmother for me. How come I blow that all the time? Um, ask your therapist. Ah, she's rich. She's, my Hebrew therapist has got COVID, so she's on, she's on hope, but she's <laughs> feeling well. Anyway, I love you, Godfather. Take care. So long, Pedro. The great Larry Merchant on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man-age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month. Level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50, non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Just under 90 seconds remains in the fourth round. We use that arm to try to take away the base. Oh, look at the kicks. That's old school Hickson Gracie style. Oh, he's got oh, the choke. Get in. Pat looking to choke out Florian. BJ Pat looking to 
Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. That's a sobering thought. Something new from the mighty Tower of Power, baby. The Funky Brothers from Oakland, California, recently, of course, Emilio Castillo, the band leader, celebrating a birthday about two or three weeks ago. Straight up, this is the Soul Side of Town. That's what that song is called. It's uh, at TowerofPower.com. Buy your record. Your Tower of Power record is at TowerofPower.com. Straight up, last night, the UFC Rock and Roll, of course, brought their act back to New, uh, to Las Vegas. And of course, they got the Apex Center down there, the UFC Training Center. But in the main event, the, the end of an icon. Anderson Silva lost to Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall is not considered the greatest fighter in the entire world. But, you know, Silva comes in like, mm, he lost 10 times, won almost 40 fights. But, you know, I'm long in the tooth, 45 years old. In the world of mixed martial arts, I explained to Hector Martinez on the phone this morning, you know, I never took those kind of shots. You know, I'm at elbows and forearms. And I, no, no. I, I just couldn't imagine taking that kind of punishment and the residual effects not being detrimental down the road. I mean, he's 45 years old, and he looked pretty good, and he sounded pretty good in the post-fight interview. We'll get to that in just a minute. But the bottom line is it's the end of the road for Anderson Silva. And Icon, no doubt about that. They called him the spider. I saw him across the pond. I'm talking about the Bay in Oakland, California, 2008, when he took on Chael Sonnen for the defending the middleweight championship. Of course, came close to losing that after losing the first four rounds on the scorecards, came back in the fifth round and stopped Sonnen, I think, on a choke. But the bottom line is Anderson Silva, the spider, has retired. Anderson Silva, thank you for joining us, sir. I appreciate it. Listen, of course, you know, that isn't what you were looking for tonight, but please, you do the talking. Tell me how you are feeling right now. Well, I feel... Um, you know, fight is a fight. You know, when you come inside, you have a ref chance for win and 50-50, you know. And uh, today Ryan's the best. He's come to win the fight, and uh, I'm enjoying my moment, you know. And sometimes it's very difficult for um, us to um, stop you know, and uh, but today is the the final day, and I'm so happy to be here and doing my last show for my fans in here in UFC for UFC family. So you've wowed the UFC crowd since 2006 and just given us some of the most memorable performances. So that's it. You are confirming that is the last time you will compete in a mixed martial arts fight. I don't know. First, I go back home and I go see with my team everything and. Let's go see, you know, because uh, it's it's tough for say is not is my last or not because this is my air, this is I do for my entire life and do it with my heart and uh, let's go see, you know. And spoken like a true fighter and a true champion, no doubt. Uh, obviously, a long career. If it is your last, is there one moment that stands out to you as the the highlight of your career? Wow, I have the different ones, you know, between me and you, you have the different ones, I have a lot, you know, I have a great memories, and uh, I have uh, the best moments in my life with every single opponent I fight here in UFC. I know the feeling, brother. I really do. It was an honor to share the octagon with you. And if we see you, if we don't see you, we all thank you for everything that you have given us inside the octagon. Thank you, Anderson. No, thank you, my friend. Thank you for everything. God bless you and your family.
Having lost five out of his last six, it is time for the Spider to retire at the age of 45 years old. Got to give him some props. 34 and 11, 23 knockouts, lost four times by knockout, was submitted three times, won twice by submission, won eight decisions, lost four decisions, was never DQ'd, but law, but one, well, I take that, but was DQ'd one time. So the bottom line had won no contest. I mean, he had a legendary career, no doubt about that. And as he rides off in the sunset, and he talked about maybe fighting again, and I just, I cringe, I cringe when I see these guys saying they want to do it one more time, they want to do it one more time, you know, because that one more time, I, I was feeling like the one more time last week. I think I ran on uh, Sunday night or Monday night, I did my road work, this and that, boxed a couple rounds afterwards, you know, I can usually beat my shadow. Anyway, so I boxed a couple shadow rounds, I was feeling good, I went home talking all kinds of smack, you should have heard me on the way home talking to myself, you're ready for this, you're ready for that, you're ready for, you feel good. I wasn't feeling that good. The next day I woke up and, you know, 40, 24 hours later when I was running again, it was reality and it was tough. So the bottom line is age sort of got me hip real quick there. And Anderson Silva, you better get hip to the age because, you know, when you get old, you get old. Uriah Hall now 16-3, a journeyman, maybe a, 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 a fringe contender, I think, for the middleweight championship. That's the best way I could put Uriah Hall. And as I said, Mr. Anderson Silva drops to 34 and 11. Now the rest of the card, ho-hum, ho-hum, ho-hum. Uh, Bryce Mitchell beat Andre Feely. It was unanimous not in the co-feature. That was a featherweight bout at 145. Greg Hardy defeated Maurice Green in a TKO. That was in the second round, 112 in. Of course, that was a heavyweight contest. Outside of that, you know, I mean, the UFC is not offering a whole lot. Not a whole lot of talent here. Sort of like a lot of a lot of quantity, sort of like boxing yesterday. Listen, boxing started at 11 o'clock in the morning. 11 o'clock in the morning Pacific time, boxing started. I was on the air with uh, with uh, the boxing's PhD, of course, Socrates Palmer, that comes to us on Saturdays here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. So when he and I are talking, the Olek Usek card has started on the zone. That was 11 a.m. Now, boxing ended last night at 8.45 p.m. when Tank Davis knocked out Leo Santa Cruz on Showtime pay-per-view, or if you stole the fight, like certain people I know. Uh, 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 when get this, and all in between that, there was a USC fight as well. So there was like... God, hours and hour, almost nine hours of box, ten hours of boxing, and an hour, a couple hours of UFC. The bottom line is, if you are a combat sports fan like Johnny Sig is down there in in uh, Nevada, I know he had like all the TVs out there. He rock and roll. So yeah, it was a good night for if you like quantity. It was a good night. If you like quality, maybe not so much. Anyway, the USC Rock and Roll, their next card, of course, is going to take place in Las Vegas. A main event, the uh, veteran of the USC, Thiago Santos, coming in at uh, 205 pounds, going to take on Glover Tixaria. I thought Tixaria was a hot underdog a couple of years ago when he, he was about to fight John Jones for the title, but he got lit up like a White House Christmas tree. Andre Arlowski, I guess a two-time former USC heavyweight champion, guy with a soft chin. Just can't take it, man. Guy that can punch, that can wrestle, guy can throw you on the ground the whole nine yards, but you hit him on that chin and baby it's lights out anyway he's taking on tanner uh bozer so tanner bozer and andrea lost are going to in the co-feature heavyweight of course ian heint is in the co-feature there outside of that again no names woman strawway about claudia gahea from brazil she could fight a little bit she's a monster all these little girls come to us from brazil yikes 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 i mean they've got a little they've got the brazilian jiu-jitsu but they got a little street in them and they got a little street. And it sort of reminds me of black guys from Detroit back in the days when they were coming to us from the Kronk Gym. There was just a little bit of street. That's why these girls, these MMA fighters from from uh, South America, they got a little, just a little bit meaner, a little bit meaner, little, you know. They sort of take it to sell, except for the exception, of course, Holly Holm now, rock and roll. Give Holly some props. 
the preacher's daughter. You know, you got to give her some props. Of course, come to us from Albuquerque, New Mexico, where she had like 40 fights as a as a professional fighter. I think she only lost two, and I was there when she was uh, got stopped on a cut in one of those fights. So the bottom line is she was a, 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 a unbelievable professional boxer. And, of course, then she turns to MMA, and she has no MMA experience. I mean, I think when she had her first MMA fight, she had grappled like for three or four weeks practicing before that that was the first time she ever grappled or was on the ground that kind of good stuff so holly wanted to give holly credit but she's 38 years old and the reason why i'm bringing holly up was that somebody from new mexico boxing in new mexico off the facebook page shot me a text to uh, mention something about holly home holly home's a classy woman both in and uh, both in the ring outside the ring i mean in the octagon outside the octagon the cage whatever you want to call it the bottom line she's a classy young lady but at 38 She's not young in the world of combat sports. And I think that with all the boxing matches, she had close to 40 fights and close to now 15 or 20 MMA fights. I think the residual effects will catch up with her. And I, I, maybe she's not going to have any babies now, but just still a chance. You're 38 years old, baby. Anyway, bottom line is we wish her the very best luck. Of course, I'm talking about the preacher's daughter. I mean, I had fun with her down in New Mexico. It was, you know, Lenny Fresco was her promoter. He promoted her both in boxing and MMA. Of course, he was the guy that thought he would outthink Dana White and take the fight with Misha Tate and not take the rematch with Ronda Rousey. Of course, he went down there to Australia, did Holly Holm, and beat Ronda Rousey in the biggest upset in women's MMA history. I mean, that was like, whoa, you got to be kidding me. But no, I wasn't kidding me. I knew what might happen because, you know, she can fight. I mean, Holly Holm can fight. There's no doubt about it. And Ronda Rousey, we didn't know if she could fight or not. See, in fighting, people say to me, well, she was undefeated. She sure could fight. She was undefeated. No, no, no. When when people say you can fight, it doesn't – how can I put this? Jack Fist told somebody one time back east, I remember what he said to somebody. He was talking about me, and the guy told me a little later, he goes, Jack says you could fight a little. And, and that's when you can fight a little or you could fight. It means that you can you can take, you can give, you, you know, you can adapt. You, in other words, you, you sort of you sort of ingrain boxing, sort of ingrained in your system, or, or fighting's ingrained in your system. And, and Holly Holmes, she was she's just she's a brilliant fighter. I mean, that last fight she had on on uh, on ESPN, I mean, give her props, man. She went over to, like to Dubai and lit this girl up for the White House Christmas tree. She just did. So you got to give her all kinds of props. And I didn't think uh, she was supposed to win that fight. I think she was an underdog going into that fight. But guess what? A two to one underdog, Holly Holm wins, going away. Now, Khabib. Yes, he has retired. Of course, he just engaged fight that took place about a fortnight ago, October 24th, in the aforementioned Dubai. Of course, the fight capital of, uh, of the Middle East now. Uh, but Khabib has retired now, 20-0, 90-90-0. Call him what you want. Never lost a round in the world of MMA. I mean, not that I know of. Down there at the American Kickboxing Academy. There were, you know, he was throwing Daniel Cormier around when Cormier was 205 pound champion. So what am I trying to tell you? Khabib is a monster, but I don't think he's such a guy that he could fight guys that are bigger than him. I just don't think so. I don't think he's got the, the intestinal fortitude. And people say to me, how can you question his nuts? The reason why I question his intestinal fortitude is the fact that he's fighting guys that he's got a big size advantage over. And I've told you this before, that size only matters in two things in this world. Combat sports and pornography. And since he's laying on top of guys that weigh 15, that he's outweighing by 15 or 20 pounds or more, he has a distinct advantage. And he weighs into the, uh, walks into the octagon at 175 pounds after weighing in at 155, some 24 or 30 hours earlier. That's a significant unfair advantage over him. And then the guy said to me, well, the other guy can gain the weight too. 
Well, what if the other guy's not a freak? What if the other guy's not a freak and he doesn't need to, doesn't have to put on 35 pounds? I mean, I couldn't put on all that weight after a fight when they weighed me in 139 pounds and I would starve to make 139, maybe come in 38 and a quarter. Um, you know, I'd gain maybe 243 pounds by the time the fight went down. We'd go in the fight and weigh in the morning and, and fight that night. So I gained three or four pounds, maybe five pounds. There's no need to gain 25 or 30 pounds unless you are using it as a weapon. And that's what I think Khabib does. I think Khabib uses that as an unfair advantage. And I would like to see him fight somebody straight up, like let's weigh in before we get into the octagon or, or let's control his weight or something like that. Because, you know, there's rumors of him coming back against a Canadian icon. I'm talking about Georges St-Pierre, GSP. Of course, GSP, the man, the man, the man, the man. I keep saying the man, of course, when he came back to fight Michael Bisping the world, for the UFC middleweight title, I said to myself, he's going to get ragdolled. He's a welterweight. He's going to get ragdolled. He went in there and he gangster slapped. He gangster slapped Michael Bisping. He should have been arrested for domestic violence. If they were gay, he would have. That's how bad he beat on Bisping that night. Of course, made me look bad, stopped him inside the distance, became the world middleweight champion, of course, retired. So he's been the world middleweight champion. He's been the world welterweight champion. And, of course, Khabib is 155-pound lightweight champion. So where are they going to fight if they do fight? And it appears that there are people saying that you can smell a fight between Khabib and GSP. In fact, Khabib's walk-off, the fact that I'm retiring this net, the only fight that's going to get him back, of course, is a super fight. I'm talking about the only fight that will get him back in action is a super fight. That's it with GSP. Outside of that, he's got nothing left to prove. Besides, I don't want to see him mangling guys anymore. He just lays on top of guys. It's just not fair. Why am I saying that? Imagine some guy laying on top of you and you can't get up. Get off of me. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hello, the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have Debt Destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. 
Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. Everybody's mad at the white man. Get guys blowing up federal buildings because they're mad at the government. Get the Latinos. Did you see that last week right here in L.A.? Picketing all the networks. You know about this? The Hispanics, the Mexicans. I don't know what the hell to call you this week. (laughs) But the Mexican people were picketing the networks saying that during prime time, you will see no Latinos on TV. What are you talking about? You got cops. You got America's Most Wanted. (laughs) Why... You have adventures of the highway patrol. There are shows for everybody. If you took the time to check your local listings instead of bitching so much, you'll see the shows for everyone. Not you. There's an Asian guy in the front row. After Margaret Cho, you had your shot. It didn't work out. All right, back to the kitchen. Sorry, pal. Bobby Slayton, no longer appearing on stage because of COVID. I think he's going to try to do some virtual concerts. But the bottom line is he and I have been around each other since 1981. He came out here as a teenager. I kid you not, from New York City. Did the comedy scene here in Northern California. Of course, became king of the Alex Bennett Show. Johnny Taco was part of the Alex Bennett Show. I know a little bit about Johnny Taco. But the bottom line is, man, those were some good days. The beginning of stand-up comedy in the 80s and 90s. Just, the 90s, of course, had peaked here. And now going to a club as far as comedy is concerned it's like a ho-hum type of thing because i think tv ruined that you are tuned to ring talk live worldwide check it you're inside looking to the world of boxing and mma of course this is a sunday edition 11 a.m pacific time this is hour number one of two of course hour number two i will bring you a young man who is interesting i kid you not in a manner you will find very very i gotta put this interesting and i don't bring too many interesting people on this show yes i do but the bottom line is this young man keith mcgurry has got an interesting background he spent some time together in China. His father's got a background with Muhammad Ali, so we'll hear from Keith McMurray in hour number two, and also spend some time with 
a buddy of mine from St. Louis. So we'll spend some time with St. Louis Matt. So straight up, we have some good wrapping in hour number two. Of course, we'll go through the entire boxing results. I didn't go through that in hour number one. So we'll go through the entire boxing results for the weekend. Of course, and preview next week's fights as well. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hour number one is about to end. Hour number two comes up after the news right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, and a plethora of other internet platforms, including Anchor.com, the podcast. You're tuned to Ring Talk. Stay tuned. Hour number two upcoming after the news. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. It's another day of rallies for President Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden in the run-up to Election Day. The president campaigning in Michigan, North Carolina, Iowa, Georgia, and Florida. His Democratic opponent, Joe Biden, campaigning in Philadelphia. COVID-19 relief negotiations are dead for the time being. Some people seem to think something could be done after the election. Democrats think not so much. Republicans, including the White House, believe something needs to be done after the election. We're definitely not going to let us get to the end of the year without getting some sort of aid to the American people. President Trump will use any levers that he has to make sure that the American people who are hurting get the assistance they need. If there's any way we could get around the speaker, we will do so. White House Communications Director Alyssa Farrow speaking there on Fox News. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on Balance of Nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I would have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give Balance of Nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time, and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50. And, you know, your body starts wearing down. But Alice Nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. With another named storm churning up the Caribbean Sea, the 2020 Atlantic hurricane season has become historic. Tropical Storm Eta became the 28th named storm of the Atlantic hurricane season after forming in the central Caribbean Sea. The storm is on a course to hit the coast of Nicaragua on Tuesday after strengthening into a hurricane. Eta ties the record for the most named storms in a single hurricane season, matching 2005. The average hurricane season sees about 10 named storms, with six of them becoming hurricanes. With another four weeks to go before the official end of the season, there's still a good possibility that 2020 could see more named storms than any other year in history. From the Ohio Valley USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. A former Democratic presidential candidate says Joe Biden's message is getting through to Americans. Joe Biden's message of build back better is resonating. He's not saying build back to the way it used to be. He's saying we've got to come back stronger than ever. Mayor Pete speaking there on CNN's State of the Union. USA Radio News. 
At the American Veterinary Medical Association annual convention in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA president, about One Health. One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians or public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in animals. There's more valuable information at avma.org. A person tried to register dozens of dead people as new voters in Broward County, Florida, with mail-in applications. The person from Columbia, South Carolina, submitted over 50 new voter applications with 19 envelopes in the same handwriting to the Broward Election Office in July. Staff in the Election Office flagged and turned over the suspicious applications to the State Attorney's Office. A follow-up investigation uncovered that most of the persons named in the applications listed as Democrats were deceased. President Trump spent time on Friday in the battleground state of Wisconsin. The president won Wisconsin back in 2016. The Real Clear Politics average poll in Wisconsin has former Vice President Joe Biden leading the president in the state by about five points. COVID-19 on the minds of many voters in the Badger State. As far as how the Trump administration plans to handle COVID-19 moving forward, Steve Cortez is with the campaign. There's nothing American about this problem. It's not a Donald Trump issue. Uh, as a matter of fact, in Europe, cases are rising dramatically faster than they are in the United States. So the reason I bring that up is we know that even the harshest of lockdowns does not stop the spread of the virus completely. So what, what are we left with? Until we get a vaccine, which we believe is imminent, the scientists tell us we're at the threshold of a vaccine because of the president's Operation Warp Speed. But until we get that vaccine, the president believes that we cannot live in fear of the virus. We cannot cower from it. We cannot let it dominate our lives. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look into combat sports. Oh, oh he's hit. Oh, he's hit. Oh, he's hit. What a finish for Yes, a massive knockout win. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history. But he has a shock in store for him. He has two great chances. Slim and none, and Slim's out of town. Pedro Fernandez. I wanted to do the right thing. Thomas y Caballeros, bienvenidos. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco, California. Check it. This is hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 
Austin Imitator, never duplicated, 37 plus years now of radio presence. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Welcome to hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, the Dan Patrick Channel, and like a thousand other internet platforms. You can be listening to the show live. You can listen to delayed in podcasts. Of course, podcasts all over the place. Apple, uh, Apple iTunes, Anchor.com, of course. There's also Google Talk. All kinds of crazy stuff. Bottom line is, you can catch Ring Talk all over the world, the live, delayed or live. Of course, straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez. We're talking this hour, boxing and MMA, and I will bring in, hmm, an interesting guy at about 20 minutes past hour. His name is Keith McMurray. Now, his father caused a bit of an international incident back in 1974 when he cut George Foreman. Of course, he was George Foreman's uh, sparring partner. I'm talking about Bill McMurray. He cut George Foreman. Of course, that delayed the fight down there in Africa. I'm talking about Zaire Africa. Of course, the fight was supposed to take place in September, early in September, I believe, and it took place in October. But at the end of the day, when George Foreman got cut, he decided, guess what? I'm going to go home for three or four weeks and, um, you know, let my cut heal. So he went to the airport, but President Mobutu said, no, 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 I'm not giving you your passport. You're not getting out. No plane. I invested six million dollars in this fight. You're not going anywhere. So George Foreman had to stay in Africa. And of course, the fight would take place. Ali would knock him out in the eighth round. So we'll spend some time with Bill McMurray's kid. He's a bit of a boxer, a hero, a character, you name it. He's also a Christian. I'm talking about uh, Keith McMurray at about 20 minutes past hour. Main event matters. St. Louis Matt comes to us at 40 minutes past hour. Lots of stuff to talk about. Open phone lines all around the planet. 1-800-878-7529. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, there's a lot of meetups, eat-ups, and hurry-ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. See full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. What's hot for business this week at Staples? Small prices, big savings. Help your business go big with amazing prices on everything you need to pack and ship. Right now at Staples, save 20% on UPS expedited shipping services. Plus, save up to 30% on select shipping supplies. Shop in-store or get same-day delivery through Instacart and save big at Staples. Ends 1031 while supplies last. In-store only. See store for details. Instacart fees, taxes, and or tips may apply. Delivery subject to availability. Additional terms apply. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. 
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Yes, you didn't tell Dad your family was coming. Well, he never warns me when he is. <laughs> so I feel like I owe him nothing. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Smoking hot! Some East Bay Soul, another variation of Tower of Power. East Bay Soul, of course, the band leader, the great Greg Adams. Check them out, eastbaysoul.com. Their show on concerts, they're having like concerts in Greg's front room down there in uh, in L.A. Like every Friday night, I think. So check them out on Facebook or go to their website, eastbaysoul.com. Straight up, good weekend of boxing. I thought one of the best, big, best, <laughs> biggest upsets of the weekend, at least in my mind, was George Cambosis, of course, from Australia. Manny Pacquiao, sparring partner, now 19 and zip, 10 kills, comes into a... Uh, Goes into the UK, fights a guy that they're supposed to win. I mean, he's supposed to win. He's, we're fighting in Wembley Arena. He's supposed to win. But Leo Selby came in. How can I put this? 28-2. Obviously left 28-3. Lost a split decision. The scores were 118-110, 116-112, and 115-114. I had a 115-112. I scored the fight for Cambosis. I thought he deserved when he was aggressive throughout. And you know what pisses me off is those, those, uh, those British guys, the ha- you know, the hacks. I mean, they're going, oh, we can't believe he lost. We had him winning by all these points. And, you know, bottom line is you need to be a little bit more objective and stop doing the Homer thing. In other words, the guy that's supposed to win doesn't always win. That's what happened yesterday when Cambosas beat Leo Selby, no doubt about that. Now, the rest of the weekend, of course, the tank. What can I say about the tank? You have to be super impressed with the tank, of course, coming up with that uppercut. And then being classy in the post-fight, you know, inter- and post-fight interviews, and he did several of them, and he was classy in all of them. Didn't wear a suit and tie like, like uh, Teofimo Lopez did a fortnight ago, but that's not him. That's that's not Javante Davis, you know. He's a kid from the hood, and I thought he represented himself real well last night as far as his speaking. And, you know, and it's important because, you know, I know boxing needs thugs per se. I mean, needs rough guys that knock people out and that kind of good stuff. But they don't have to be turds as far as turds in real life is concerned, okay. And I don't think this young man's a turd. I think he's a good-looking fighter, no doubt about that. Now, some of the best fighters of the weekend today appear in... Maybe not. Maybe it wasn't the the biggest, greatest weekend as far as quality was concerned. But there was a lot of quantity. There's no doubt about that. A lot of quantity. And, of course, I said boxing started at 11 a.m. yesterday at Pacific time. And it went all the way until like 9 o'clock Pacific time. So that's 
That's 10 hours. That's a long, long time. Now, let's go back to the heavyweight main event across the pond. Oleg Usyk won a decision, a unanimous not across the board against Derek Tazora. Tazora rattled him in the first few rounds. In fact, Derek Tazora was kicking his butt. Oleg Usyk, like Larry Merchant said in hour number one, he wasn't surprised. He cannot hang with the big boys because the big boys are big. He used to be a former 200-pound champion. Big difference between fighting guys at 200 pounds and fighting guys at 235, 240. And, of course, you got guys like Anthony Joshua who sometimes come in as high as 250 and Tyson Fury weighing in the 250s. Of course, those guys being 6'8 and 6'10", uh, respectively. But Oleg Usyk, he sort of sputtered. That's the best way I can put it. He sputtered yesterday. Still undefeated, but he sputtered. And that was an IBF and I think a WBO, Continental uh, Americas, eliminated, something like that. Anyway, bottom line is... They didn't rock and roll all that well. As I said, Naneo Inouye, a spectacular fighter, no doubt about that. He is a guy from Japan. He's a man from the land of the sun, undefeated now, 20-0, like 12-13. Wax Jason Maloney came in. He was game. He had only lost one fight, and Keith came in. He came in. He gave it his all. But, you know, you sort of looked at the odds yesterday. These guys were like 10 or 15 to 1 underdogs, so probably it wasn't going to happen. I think the, the best fight on the... Uh, as far as the entire weekend or Saturday was concerned, was as far as odds were concerned, was the Javante Davis-Leo Santa Cruz fight. And, mm, that was a 6-1 to fight. That was a 6-1 to fight. So let me put it to you like this. Uh, Muhammad Ali was a 3.5-4-1 underdog to Sonny Liston, or Cassius Clay was a 3.5-4-1 to underdog to Sonny Liston when he upset him back in 1964. So 8-1, to I mean 7-1 is long odds, no doubt about that. But Noy was successful, no doubt about that. Usek, as I said, not going to be... I'm no longer the Charles Manson of the heavyweight division. He was the Charles Manson of the of the junior heavyweight division, the cruiserweight division. Outside of that, he's not a heavyweight to deal with. On Friday night, Jaime Munguia, former WBO 154-pound champion, now fighting 160 pounds, took on a guy by the name of Toronto Johnson. Toronto was tough. He stopped him inside the distance. Am I supposed to get impressed? No, I wasn't impressed. It just, I just wasn't. I'm not impressed with Jaime Munguia. It's not, I just not. I mean, former WBO 154-pound champion. I thought there were fights he lost at 154. I thought that, that fight he lost at 154. I can't remember the guy he fought against, but he loses at 154. And then he goes to 160, and the poor guy that beats him at 154, is getting, instead of getting a rematch at 154, he has to move up to 160 and fight one of the Charlo brothers. So I just didn't think that was fair at all. The guy sort of, he should have got the elevator and said he got the shaft. Should have got the penthouse and said he got the outhouse. Straight up, that's the way boxing is. I tried to explain this to you before. Um, people say to me, getting robbed, getting ripped. Well, what's it like getting robbed? Well, I, I will explain this to you time and time and time again. This is the easiest way I can put it to you. It's like playing blackjack or 21 if you're in the hood, okay? But you're playing blackjack and you've got the, the king and the ace. Happens to be ace of spades, king of spades. Eh, let's make it look good, okay? And you say blackjack and you say, man, automatic winner, no doubt about that. And then the guy with the 17, he ends up taking all the money. You say to yourself, WTH? What's going on? And that's what's going on. Is that you've just been shafted in the world of boxing. In other words, you had a 21. There was no doubt about it. You had the blackjack, but the guy was 17 beat you. That's just the way it is. And speaking of boxing, you know, boxing's never been a, uh, sport that's really built on winners. It's just not. It's, it's been, it's been built on losers to an extent. And I learned how to fight beating on losers. I mean, going out to the valley. I remember going, as I said, going down to the valley and going to places like Reno and that one fight in Seattle. I learned a lot fighting in Seattle and no doubt about that. But you know, 
When you go on the road and you go on the road, especially at the last minute, a lot of these fights I would take at the last minute because Otis would tell me, listen, the guy's a bum. That's what Otis would say. The guy's a bum. The guy's a bum. The guy's a bum. So Otis Grimble, as I said, was the former uh, Golden Glove cha- uh, president, former uh, late Sacramento policeman, ended up committing suicide. Anyway, he talked me into several fights and said, um, I- how can I say it? Most of the times I won. I mean, I remember that one fight I lost down there by d- disqualification in Turlock. That was like crazy. I remember, I remember my corner man that, for that night, Harold. Uh, Howard telling me, man, we in Turlock. You got to do more. Well, I was doing as much as I was kicking this guy's butt. But the bottom line is they didn't want it to be that way, and they disqualified me in the third round. Why? Because the other guy, was his eye was hanging apart. He was all busted up. Anyway, the bottom line is I remember when Otis called me into that fight uh, to fight the Ford Ord champion and the Ford Ord welterweight champion, and he was fighting an over-the-weight match. So I guess he was about 152, and they told me I wasn't fighting at the Manuva Festival. I, wasn't gonna, I was supposed to be the main event at the Manuva Festival over there at the Alameda County Fairgrounds in Livermore, but but the guy pulled out the day before. So when the guy pulled out the day before, I went and spent some time with my girlfriend tonight, you know, had a good time, this and that, maybe blew a couple of joints on the way over to the, the fights that afternoon. So I get to the fights, and Otis says, we want you to main event. I said, Otis, man, I, I'm like over, way overweight. Now, if I was 139, probably like 143 pounds. He goes, no, no, the weight don't matter. I won't even weigh in. I'm saying, uh, what's going on? He goes, listen, this guy's really, really a bum. I say, oh, come on. He goes, no, he really is. He's from Ford Orb. He can't fight. He can't spell fight. This guy, I mean, he's, he's terrible. You'll walk right over him. I said, well, I haven't got, I don't think I got my trunks. He goes, I'll get you a pair of trunks. Something about him. So anyway, we put this ragtag, uh, boxing outfit together and we go out there and we fight this guy and I'm breathing. I'm, I'm not, I've got COPD before the first bell ring. I'm out of breath. I'm out of breath walking up the ring steps. I mean, just the pressure. Now I'm going to realize I'm fighting this guy and I'm really not prepared mentally or physically. You know what I'm saying? No, no. Maybe physically, but not mentally, no doubt about that. I mean, so anyway, here I go into this fight. The first round, I get so tired. It's like, <sighs> I'm an asthmatic coming back. I mean, I'm coming back to the corner saying to myself, I can't make it another round. And I remember what they did to us. They told me it was going to be two-minute rounds. Otis promised me two-minute rounds, and they went three-minute rounds. And believe me, folks, there's a difference, a world of difference between two minutes and three minutes. But that was just, a sh- I knew it was a three-minute round when I was, ha- well, you, just, you know it. You know what I'm saying? You know it. You've been boxing your entire, most of your life. So you just know what a three-minute round is. And they went three minutes, and I went back, and I sat down on the stool. I said, you know, that was a three-minute round. He was, and, and my corner man goes, yeah, I know. Shut up. And so we went on. Anyway, second round comes out. I end up cutting this guy, and I'm screaming, cutting him under the eye, and I'm dying, you guys. I mean, I'm dying. I'm ready. They're ready. Like, they, they are ready to cart me out of this place. I mean, I look like a senior citizen. I should have oxygen. I mean, I'm just feeling really bad. Maybe a walker even in the ring because my legs are, like, shaking. I'm not in shape to be fighting, not mentally. you got to be ready mentally. I wasn't ready mentally. At the end of the day, I stopped him on a cut. I told the referee, hey, he's cut. Referee jumped in, fights over. I said, yes. Anyway, Otis, Otis Grimble, may you rest in peace. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking the world of boxing, MMA. Coming to you from the Sports Byline Studios in the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. 37 years of knocking out all bums. Now you know why. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. 
No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect, so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past two years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if If you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. No, no, no. It's Keith McMurray, folks, professional boxer extraordinaire. Of course, we went across the pond together to China back in 1993, I believe. Of course, I went back there in 94 as well. But the bottom line is, during a, uh, doing some road work, this is what I read in the newspaper, so I'm going to get it from him just in just a second when we bring him on. But doing some road work, I think, in the East Bay, he came across a house that was burning in the morning, and he went in and he saved a bunch of people. So I read this like in, in the Oakland Tribune or something like that. I was blown away by it, and I haven't talked to him in like in 25 years. So Keith McMurray, is that story true? And welcome to the show. Keith? Thank you, Pedro, for having me on. Yes, it's true. Hello. Yeah, so talk to me about that. So you were running one morning. Where were you at? Vallejo? 
No, I was in Richmond. I was right there down the neck in Richmond, California. And I was out on my 6 o'clock early morning jog. And, um, yes, I seen a house on fire, and I ran around the corner there. And the front of it was on fire, and the back of, of it was on fire, like somebody had set it on fire. So we tried to get the people out. We couldn't get them out. But a miracle happened, and eventually we were able to enter the house and pull out 11 babies and two adults. Man, you are, that 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 is a hero. Did, did, did they give you a little award? Did the, did the uh, city come back and give you a little award for that, Richmond? Yeah, they they were very gracious to me, man. They gave me the key to the city of Richmond, and they gave me a job with the city of Richmond, and um, it was very great. It turned into a wonderful, uh, wonderful outcome. Okay, let's let's talk about your trip to China now. There were all kinds of rumors about this trip to China, folks. Let me tell you about this. We go over to China. It's going to be the uh, the first ever professional boxing card in the People's Republic of China since 1949, and the communists take over a Mao Zedong. Of course, Mao had been dead. We went and saw him in his tomb there in Tiananmen Square. But the bottom line is Mao was dead. Boxing's coming back. It's 1993. Harold Smith, the con man of con men, who just died in January of this year. Um, <laughs> He was, you know, there's no doubt oh, about it. I mean, Harold was, Harold was the, Harold was the best. Let me tell you, Harold burned me out of twelve thousand dollars, and I still love Harold. <laughs> right. I mean, that's just the way it goes. He's a, that that shows you what a good con man Harold was. I mean, so anyway, Harold's putting on his card in People's Republic of China. Okay, Muhammad Ali's going to come over. Leonzo Barber is going to defend this title, this WB 175 pound championship, and you're coming over as a sparring partner now. I was told that you had sold your passport for $2,600. Somebody had the exact figure. Yeah, he sold it for 2600 bucks. I said, he sold his passport? How's he going to get on the plane? So anyway, we, and we get to the airport, and we're at Chinese Customs, and then Muhammad Ali says, you know, he's with me. So he walks you on the plane there in China, and then he walks you off the plane and through customs in the United States. Let me tell you, I've never seen anybody walk somebody through customs in my entire life without a passport. How the hell did that come off? Man, prayer. I was praying like uh, no other, man. They wouldn't let me through. They told me to get out of the airport, and Ali, I could hear this. Just chat, chanting in the background. They were like, Ali, Ali. And it got louder when it got closer to you and I. And when it got, Ali was there. He goes, what's the problem? I said, uh, they wanted me on because I stole my passport. He goes, he's with me. And they waved me on through. Unbelievable. Yeah. Never seen nothing like that in my life. And I've been fighting all over the country. But when they, when they, when they waved you through in LA though, when they waved you through the United States Customs in LA, that's when I said to myself, this dude, Muhammad Ali, has more juice than anybody I've ever seen. Right, right, he does. <laughs> I mean, he, he was amazing. He was amazing. So, what are you doing these days? Are, are you, I, I know you were doing some drug counseling. Are you still into that? Yes, I, uh, work at a home here. Just recently got hired again. And I'm working with a gentleman who uh, have addiction problems, and we're trying to get them productive back into the mainstream of life and just giving them life skills and, and teaching them how to be responsible for their, their actions and uh, have them live a clean and sober life. You know, my, my mother, actually, every one of my uncles except one on both sides of the families um, there were six uncles in all. Five were stone cold alcoholics. Two grandfathers were alcoholics. One grandfather committed suicide from being on booze the whole nine yards. So I've seen wow. addiction in the family. But what really killed me was when my poor, my poor mother was hooked on cigarettes. 
and and she was hooked on cigarettes and 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 I was working in the jail out there in San Bruno County Jail teaching school from the Milpitas School District teaching inmates out there. Um, so anyway, I'm teaching these 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 guys life skills and physical education, and I notice there's one student or two students that are missing in the class. Well, I find out I go back to the back of the cell block, and this one guy is taking care of this other guy. If you know me by taking care of him, he's taking care of him because he needed a cigarette. And he was willing to do that oh, for a cigarette. Wow. So anyway, so when I went home to my mother, I went home to mom's house. She lived in San Bruno as well. I went to mom's house, and I was in tears when I saw her because here I've been dogging her, telling her, you need to quit. You need to do this. You need to do that. And that's when I saw how how strong that addiction was. So I'll, being a policeman, having spent time working in narcotics out there in the Bayview and this and that, um, I always thought that that crack was addictive. Well, I think that 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 meth and cigarettes are like number one, number two, and I haven't seen that. I've seen guys kick. I've seen guys kick crack cocaine overnight. They can't kick cigarettes. Right, right. That's, it has more of a stronghold than anything I've seen as well. Man, that's crazy, man. So, you what are you are you doing this in Richmond, California? No, I'm uh, in Northern California. I'm here taking care of my mother who has dementia in uh Magalia, right next door to Paradise, where they had the campfire a year and a half ago, yeah. where the whole town got burned down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right here, and then we just had another fire a few months ago, and uh, we got all evacuated out of here again. So I'm here in Magalia, California, but I'm working out of uh, Oroville, California, where the drug uh, office is. And uh, I'm here, and I have a gym in my garage here, and I'm training out of my garage. You know, Oroville, California used to have a place called Murder Burgers, right? Murder burgers. Yeah. You know why? You know why they called it murder burgers? I ate one and almost died on the way home driving down the highway. <laughs> That's where your boy Bobby Jacon was from, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, he was working out of there. Yeah. There's a good Bobby Jacon story. Maybe you heard this one or not. Maybe you haven't. But Sid Tenner was his manager and the front man. Of course, Don Chargan was the promoter. Okay. So Don. So uh, Bobby says to to sit into Don Chargan, hey, I need a massage. So Sid goes to the Yellow Pages and gets a massage guy out of the Yellow Pages. So he comes over, and Bobby's nude laying on this uh, massage rack out there at the Radisson Hotel there in Sacramento. So he's nude, and he's got a towel over his butt in the whole nine yards. And he falls asleep during the massage, and he wakes up during the massage, and the guy's on top of him, and he's nude too. Oh, yeah, exactly. So Bobby, so I said, so I said to Bobby, I said, so did you ever ask Sid for a massage again? No, no, I never asked Sid for a massage again after that. But that was a good Bobby Chacon story from <laughs> Sacramento, California. Now you were originally out of Sacramento, correct? Yeah, see, Tanner used to train my dad. My dad was Big Bill McMurray, who cut George Foreman's eye at Desire Fighting Africa in '74. You know, I, I so talked. I know who you talking about. See, Chad and all that. So I talked about that a little bit earlier. You know, you you almost caused an inter- international incident with Muhammad Ali getting back in the country, and your father caused an inter- international incident by cutting George Foreman because George said, "Well, I'm going to let my eye heal, so I'm going to get on the plane and go home." And Mobutu said, "Oh no, you're not. I invested six million dollars. You're not getting out of here. No way, no how." And Mobutu shut down the airport and took away his passport. Yep, yep, and he said anybody walking to the airport will be shot. Doors <laughs> all out of the doors. He, you're right. You're right about that. So, I mean, you've been all over the world. Well, tell me, what, 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 what piqued your curiosity of all the places you've been? What was what was the place that really blew your mind? Well, China and Venezuela, man. Venezuela was beautiful, man. 
if I can, uh, I want to go back there. That's one of my goals is to go back to Venezuela. But China, I really like China, Silk Road, and the people there were very humble and nice back in the day then. I'm hearing all kinds of stories now, but and, uh, Japan was pretty cool. But China and Venezuela is the ones I like. And another one I liked was uh, Sweden. Sweden was pretty sweet as well. You, you know, I like Colombia. You like Venezuela, but I love Colombia for the same reasons you love Venezuela. We can get to that at a different at, at, at a different time. But the bottom line is Keith McMurray's <laughs> on the line. They call him Sir Jab a lot, of course. Now, Sir Jab a lot. When you look yes, back, sir. when you look back at your life now, I mean, you save people's lives. You're working in drug recovery, this and that, man. The highlight of your travels were to China and Venezuela and Sweden and this and that. But you know, you you've done some unique things in your life, man. I mean, you really have, and you're not just your typical boxer per se. Well, that's because I'm I'm, I'm I got a spiritual base. You know what I'm saying? My Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, my Lord and King, He directs my steps. And if it wasn't for him, I would have been gone. Because you know, I, I had um, I haven't always lived a perfect life. I had some problems, but God always kept me grounded and rooted, and um, that's why I can say I had the extraordinary life that I had. Because I'm blessed by the best. Well, I tell you what, we're blessed to have you, and it was good to re- hooking up with you once again. And like I say, you were pretty cool in China. Now that we've got the, the international incident out of the way, the fact that Muhammad Ali walked you through customs, I mean, that was just, I mean, think about that. You have to be like the president of the United States to walk somebody through customs. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way I could put it. Keith McMurray, continued success. In your drug and rehabilitation counseling, and of course, as a Christian as well, peace and respect, my young man. Thank you so much for appearing on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. All right. Thanks for having me. Keith McMurray, folks, the man, his father was a hell of a fighter as well. Caused that, that stir down there in Africa. I kid you not. Anybody walking to the air, anybody walking to the airport will be shot. That's what his dad told him. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Speaking of boxing, was Floyd Patterson, Floyd Mayweather, uh, having some blood pressure issues last night? Looked like he was going to have a stroke there the first couple of rounds because he couldn't believe his own eyes that Leo Santa Cruz was actually beating Javante Davis for the first six minutes. Then after that, it was sort of downhill. Bottom line is, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We're switching gears after the break. We're bringing main event Matt, St. Louis Matt, after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. 
Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. I saw one. The only thing she was missing was antlers. She would have been in season, Jack, man. I saw her coming up to me, asking me for a date. I said, man, I'm hot rod. Are you kidding me? He said, yeah, but aren't you the one that's going to fight Mr. Wonderful? I said, yeah, I'm going to fight Mr. Blunderful. He says, don't you know what he's thinking? Of course. Yeah, yeah, I know what he's thinking. Absolutely nothing, man. When he's in a room alone, he is all alone. You see, you forget. I rode with him. I know what an idiot this guy is. I know his moves. Oh, yes, he's tough. I know he's tough. You think I ain't, man? I've been around. You know that. I've been there before. He's tough enough to go and bench press 500 pounds. Who really cares, man, huh? Your idea here of a wrestling match here, you got 12 wrestlers around the ring, you got dancing midgets and leathers, you got your, you got everything that you've ever wanted in a match. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Heaven help us. The late Roderick Coombs. Haven't heard Roddy Roddy Piper in a while, and I thought that would be sort of cool because I bring in my next guest where he comes to us from St. Louis. St. Louis, Matt, how's life treating you, Matt? Life is much better, Pedro. I've uh, recovered from the COVID virus, and I'm happy to be alive and happy to be on Ring Talk today. So, all right, let's let's talk about this. I mean, how did you know you had the virus, and how, where do you, how, first of all, how did you know you had it? Well, my wife had it first, and uh, she quarantined alone in her part of the house, and I left food outside the door, and eventually I needed to get tested. We had another exposure uh, possibly in my daughter's school, so I wanted to take the test to show her that I needed her to be brave when I took it. The test is um, very necessary. It's three seconds of, of pain, though. It's very difficult, and um, I was very surprised. I was very symptomatic. They called me and told me I was positive. Wow! So, so you didn't suffer from any of those any of those symptoms at all? 
No, I didn't have any of the um, the signs out there that we all know about uh, fatigue, headaches, aches and pains, uh, loss of taste, appetite, diarrhea, vomiting, this type of thing. I had nothing, so I was surprised. But there was about a seven day period where I suffered with serious headaches, uh, a lot of fatigue. I would struggle walking up and down the stairs. Uh, my body just uh, wasn't working out anymore. I wasn't able to exercise at all. I lost about 15 pounds, but the aches that I had, um, sense of vertigo, it was just, um, it was more pain than, I, than I've ever dealt with. Just imagine your worst hangover you've ever had while you had the flu times 100. That's what it felt like, Pedro. It, it was hell. Well, you know, I want to want to talk, bring the president, talk, take the president to task because all this weekend, he's saying that Dr. Fauci and these guys are phonies and that they're they're lying about these deaths in order to make money. I mean, can can you believe that? Or will we, give me your spin on that? You're a, you're a COVID victim. Well, I don't believe it, but I think part of his side is to it. Let me just say this: I had a, I lost a very very uh, close friend. Probably my best friend, Roger, died. He just missed his seventy seventh birthday. Now, Roger was declining. He was in a wheelchair, and he went to the hospital for unrelated issues. He, um, he had COPD, and he um, left the hospital with COVID. He goes back to the hospital. So did old age kill my friend Roger since he was declining anyway, or was it COVID? Well, it was probably COVID. And he suffered in his last two, three weeks of life. His family, his friends, my daughter and I, we could go see him in the hospital. And he just he died miserably and in a lot of pain. So it, that was COVID. The COVID virus killed him, despite what the president says. All right. So, all right, so, so how do you work it with the wife now? I mean, are you guys are both. Are she, did she have it too? Yeah, she had it. Her quarantine uh, was over. They give us here in, um, in Missouri and throughout the country, I think, 14 days. You're required to be quarantined for when you test positive. Now, I would recommend... Uh, you know, probably three weeks. Uh, just if you have COVID after you get out of it, how could it, the virus has got to still be there? I I think the quarantine period should probably be three weeks. We get clear and we can go back to work. But in the meantime, the two of us both missed two weeks of work apiece, and um, a lot of time spent with our families and missing a lot of important things in life. But if I had to do it all over again, Pedro, I know it sounds extreme, and despite where some political leaders are, but if I had to do it over again, I would have got a job working from home. I would have had groceries and supplies delivered to my house. I would not have gone out at all. It was that painful. You know, um, I am sort of, myself and Scott Cuddy, we sort of hardly don't see people because we're scared. We're both scared. I mean, I used to, I had asthma as a kid, this and that, and I'm freaking out. And, you know, I mean, I'm just like, I'm running from the COVID virus. I kid you not. And I remember, you know, running from the AIDS virus back in the, in the late seventies and early 1980s here in San Francisco. You did that by getting a girlfriend, you know what I'm saying? And, and making sure that you didn't fool around. So there was like no potential of this, but, but when something's in the air, you don't have any control. In other words, to get AIDS, I had to drop my pants to get COVID. I don't have to. Right, COVID is just living a normal, healthy life, and I consider myself healthy and some other friends that I have who have gotten it uh, live very healthy lifestyles and uh, hit them a little bit harder than it did even uh, to me. And you think you're scared now, Pedro, and Scott's scared. If you had this and you know what a living hell living with this COVID virus is, you'd be a lot more scared of catching it again. Okay. Let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk a little kayfabe. I sort of brought you into this with a little rowdy Roddy Piper. 
I haven't watched pro wrestling in over a year and a half, almost two years now. Um, I was hooked on just for a minute there, the major league wrestling and, and, and Selena, Serena, Selena and people like that. Um, but then again, I sort of tired of that. And of course the COVID came along and sort of knocked out the live arenas and this and that. But I just think that when Vince McMahon decided to tell everybody that wrestling was fake, it sort of killed everything. So the, 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 there's no, you can't have the suspended disbelief anymore. You see what I'm trying to say? In other words, when they come in, you, in other words, this event's fake. In other words, when he used to go to the wrestling matches at the Keele Auditorium in St. Louis or, or the Cow Palace in San Francisco, I mean, you went in there. When you walked through the doors, I mean, man, you wanted Pat Patterson to beat Ray Stevens or you wanted Ray Stevens to beat the Sheik or, you know what I mean, or you wanted Harley Race to win there in St. Louis. So it was, you did, it was suspended disbelief and that's gone now. It's gone, and I don't think uh, McMahon has handled it very well since he made those emissions. He just got more cartoony, and that just drove people off, even though there was that big boom period where everybody had a silly name and a silly gimmick. But wrestling is getting more serious. I just got done watching the Ring of Honor Pure Tournament, mm-hmm. a title that they brought back after 14 years. They had very specific rules, no outside interference. Uh, only so many road breaks, uh, close fists. Uh, if you get it more than once, you're disqualified. And they're, they're out there and they're, they're wrestling. It's not gimmick matches. It's professional wrestling. And I'm not so much suspending my disbelief anymore, but I'm enjoying the art of wrestling. And I know you appreciate the art of wrestling too, Pedro. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because, you know, those guys, those guys are taking bumps six nights a week and then they're partying after the cards and all this. What a, what a life. I mean, I don't need to go into Ric Flair, but Rowdy Roddy Piper, I mean, Piper, I read some of his book and, you know, I heard some interviews with him about the cocaine and the steroids and the whole nine yards. I mean, life as a wrestler in the 80s and 90s was bizarre. I started watching wrestling, Pedro, in the mid-70s, so I know a lot of these guys were aged, but the men who died under 60 years old, I think probably half of the wrestlers that I grew up watching are all dead because of the abuse they put themselves through. That included um, probably, unfortunately, World War Animal, great guy, somebody I met before. We had the same bar, barber for several years. But obviously there was a lot of steroids and drugs and partying going on back in his day. He lost his partner, you know, it's been 15 or more years ago now. And uh, it had to stop, at least that part of it. So, you know, drug testing could have never been a part of that era. But now the fact that they're at least trying with the concussions and the drugs, maybe this will a thing of the past, or at least less frequently hear about young people passing away. Real, real live tough guy that passed away young, Rick Rude. My good lord! I mean, he was, and he was taking those those domas or those somas, those somas they call them. They're like muscle relaxers, like volumes, and you take them sort of come down at night when you when you're all peaked up on steroids. Because you know the guys, Matt, the guys I know that have been on steroids that have admitted to me they've been on steroids. It's sort of sort of like having a generator going in your blood all the time. <laughs> I mean, you can't stop. These steroids are moving you. You know you're on steroids. Harley Race mentions in his book where he was with the WWF, one of the British Bulldogs gave him some steroids. And as he laid there trying to sleep at night, he was unable to do so because he could feel his body growing. So Harley Race never had a problem with that after that because it just really frightened him. 
Okay. We talked earlier about you and I about Khabib uh, retiring 29 and 0, 89-0, 90-0, whatever he is. He never lost a fight in his life. He was wrestling bears and animals and that kind of good stuff at the age of 12. Of course, his father passed away. He said he really doesn't have the heart for, for fighting anymore. He comes off the win over Justin Gaeth in the second round, in which he, he mercifully stopped Justin Gaeth. He didn't beat him up. He mercifully stopped him. So he's uh, allegedly done unless he can put together a GSP fight. What are the possibilities of that, Matt? Well, GSP has kind of always left the door left the door open for possibly coming back. I think Khabib just needs to have some time. Khabib is, is, is dropping too much weight. He's having these difficult camps. He's coming in overweight, and I think he could be even a better fighter if he didn't have to drop so much weight. I would almost like to see. Uh, most of seems to think that Khabib is about 193, 194 pounds walking around, and that GSP is probably about 185 to 190. Why don't they just have a fight at 185 or 175 pounds? Why should they have to drop 40, 40 pounds just to have a, a match? And then by the time they get there, it's only 20 pounds. They could still be 20, 25 pounds different. Well, <clears throat> listen, I've got an issue with guys. Listen, I got spanked by bigger guys. I mean, they don't look, they don't look like, this guy doesn't look too much bigger than me. But guess what? You feel it. Hector Martinez told me he could feel it when guys were two or three pounds bigger than him. I mean, that's why they have weight classes. Of course, last night, Gervonta Davis knocking out Tank, uh, knocking out uh, Leo Santa Cruz with that one great uppercut. In fact, one great uppercut, another great uppercut earlier in the year was, uh, was Dillian White getting knocked out by Alexander Povetkin. I mean, this was some pretty good knockouts for a dead boxing year, huh? I've been enjoying boxing here lately. I got to see that uppercut. I didn't see the whole fight yet, but when I woke up, I saw that uppercut. If anybody's missed that, you have to see it. I mean, he knocked that guy pretty much under the canvas, out of the ring. The legs bent back. He's out. Yeah, you know, when the legs bent back, that's really, 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 I didn't mean to say it, it's scary, because you're concussed. People don't realize what getting knocked out is. It's like being neurologically short-circuited temporarily. The lights are out. I had Anderson Silva up last night going into the uh, fourth round, and we talked about the other guys, uh, Chuck Liddell, Roy Jones Jr., having a weak chin as they got aged. At 45 years old, any fighter have a chin at all? Well, I don't think so. You know, I, you know I, I just, listen, he shouldn't be fighting no more. He shouldn't be fighting no more. November the 7th, Devin Haney, the undefeated fighter, of course, originally from San Francisco, now fighting out of Vegas to take on Yuri Gamboa. When you look at these lightweights like Teofimo Lopez and, and the kid last night, Gervonta Davis, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, anybody jump out for you main event, Matt? I'm not sure. I was pretty impressed with that fight we saw two weeks ago on ESPN. And um, I was fortunate enough that I, I went with uh, Socrates and picked the right guy in that fight against Roman Chaco. <laughs> but how, how, how is boxing going to get more popular? Is, is the zone going to go away? Are they going to uh, file for bankruptcy if they get sued by the fighters if they can no longer pay? I don't, you know, that's a good question, but, you know, the zone sort of ticking me off because I'm not a big Barry Hearn fan. I think that's his name, the promoter. I'm not a big fan of his. And, you know, like yesterday, I, I will give him this. The fight started at 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock a.m. and they ended like at four o'clock. So that was five hours of boxing. And if you're, if you're a boxing freak and you've been going without, I mean, that gets a, that's a whole big long plate of boxing for you. A whole lot of not really credible fights. But the bottom line is, you know, there were some fights on TV. So, the the competition is supposed to get better, but 
Can they get better? Can they get better without a live crowd? Looks like the the rematch we talked about, uh, Alexander Bovekin and Dillian White's going to go November twenty first. The guy just got knocked out a few weeks ago. They're not even going to give him like the three month off. I keep thinking that I can get used to not having a live crowd at some of these matches, but I keep changing my mind. That goes for wrestling, boxing, and MMA. And I'm watching the uh, the UFC yesterday, and I have. Bruce Buffer in the ring, you know, screaming out these introductions in a pretty much empty arena. It just didn't feel right. I couldn't get into it as much. Good point. Main event, Matt, kiss the wife, say hello to the family. You're a great guy, a great father, and what can I say, man? You're a good guy. Thank you so much for being part of the show. I appreciate it. Everybody, please protect yourself. Bye. The man knows COVID. That's main event, Matt. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877 Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week. I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? 
It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now. And tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. I went to penitentiary, Gene Wilder, I did a movie, I went to, not me personally, I mean, I went to do a film in penitentiary, um, <laughs> and it was, I was up there six weeks, Arizona State Penitentiary, it was some, oh, you're applauding for that? <laughs> Arizona State Penitentiary, real popular, <laughs> oh man, it was strange, because it's like 80% black people. And what's strange about that is that there are no black people in Arizona. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Clap your hands, sir. Stop being racist. Clap your hands. The guitar, the mighty, talented Jeff Tamalier coming back there at Tower of Power circa 1993. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide November 7th. Live on Fox TV, Luis Ortiz, the Cuban heavyweight, has got about 90, got to be about 75 years old. I think he admits to being like 40, but he's got to be like 75 going on 115. Take on a guy by the name of Alexander Flores. Of course, they're fighting heavyweight November 7th. Wow, Devin Haney, kid from the city by the bay, fighting on the zone. Of course, 24-0, 15 kills, only 21 years old, still a baby, of course. Considered an incredible fighter. I mean, you know, his skills, the fact that people say he looks like Sugar Ray Leonard, an, early, an earlier version of Sugar Ray Leonard, things like that. Those are compliments that don't get passed around too often anyway. He's taking on 30-3, and 38-year-old Yuri Gamboa, a former Olympic champion. But the bottom line is Gamboa is older than dirt, and that fight should end inside the distance. Outside of that, it's a good weekend for MMA as well. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35, make that 36, 37 plus years now. Your inside look at the world of boxing and MMA. We come to you Saturday and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Saturday for an hour, for an 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Of course, we come to you Sunday. This is a Sunday two-hour show at 11 a.m. Pacific time as well for two hours live on Sports Byline. That's 2 p.m. Eastern time. You can pick up the podcast and iTunes and, of course, TuneIn.com and all over the place. Bottom line is Anchor.com. Straight up, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. I thank you so much for tuning in to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. There's a million things you can be doing right now, but you're listening to Sports Byline Broadcast Network. The executive producer, Scott Cuddy. This is Ring Talk, baby. (laughs) 